Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Singerman, and my co-host and IFBB Bikini Pro, Christina Voynich. Christina, what's in the news for this week? Keith Williams Pro Car Drama, Phoenix Pro back in September, USA's Hype in Full Effect, Chicago interviews with Fred Smalls, Melissa DiBernardo, and Michelle Cummings all this week on Access Bodybuilding. Well, Christina, um, this is a very busy week for me. We don't usually talk about ourselves in the beginning, but uh, I think uh, since we haven't done it in so long, we could we could do it for a minute. We used to talk about ourselves quite a bit, and then we quit doing that, and I think ratings went up, so uh, maybe that was why we stopped. <laughs> exactly. I, that, that's what I've been told anyway, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. Um, but uh, this is, uh, I'm packing for uh, moving to Boca Raton and um, doing all kinds of other stuff. So um, I just letting people out there know how lucky they are to be hearing from Christina Point Engineer at Zigerman today. <laughs> Because he has so many other things to do today. Uh, okay. Usually, uh, we would try to attempt to push this back, but we did not. We are ag- against uh, all, um, I don't know, all faults. We we are doing the show this week, even though Singerman probably really doesn't feel like doing it right now. <laughs> no, no, no I, I don't, but we do have some interesting stuff to talk about. What's yes. going on in the life of Christina Voynich? I want to make this equal opportunity. Oh, there's there, there's really nothing going on. I got to say, I had a great time. I know we're going to talk about the Chicago Pro um, here in a bit, but um, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, this was the first time I was doing you know, the play-by-play for RX, and I actually got a whole lot of responses um, with thank yous from people appreciating the play-by-play that I did. So I'm returning the favor by saying thank you. I had a lot of fun. I, uh, I worked hard, but um, I had a really good time. And I got to say, it's it's cool to be up there and being part of the whole, you know, uh, press pit crew. So thank you to everyone who uh, actually watched the play-by-play because <laughs> sometimes uh, you don't know how many people are actually paying attention, but they were. So that's yeah. all that's new with me. I had a great time this weekend. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's definitely this show was a was a um, not a bad show. You know, we and I say that from the uh, press standpoint of covering a show. It's totally different going and watching the show. I thought it was a great show to watch. As uh, if I was in the audience, the fact that there are 76 pros in any show is is a uh, makes it very cool because you get to see. We had five divisions. You had a wide spectrum of uh, you know from uh, our figure girls all the way to uh, men's bodybuilding open. And uh, so it was it was definitely a cool show to watch as far as covering it goes. um, It was a cool show to cover because it wasn't although there was enough pros to make it interesting. It wasn't so many people that it was overwhelming. So as you saw, it was busy and there's always something to be doing and there's always coverage to be, uh, you know, obviously we kicked the shit out of MD and Flex and anybody else (laughs) as far as the the amount of coverage and the quality of the coverage. But there's always that there's always pressure. Um, even when you are kicking the shit out of them so badly, there's always pressure to continue doing so or uh, or attempt to do so. So um, this show was fun in the, in the sense that it was entertaining, but it wasn't super uh, tons of pressure. Like Dave over at Team U, a lot less fun because you don't know the competitors and you're not like, uh, obviously when you know somebody on stage, you know this, Christina, you're much more interested in what's going on because you're sure. like, oh, there's my friend, you know, or there's sure. somebody that I, that I know personally or that I've interviewed. Um, or that I know something about, but at Team U, instead of having 76 people that you that you at least know on the surface a little bit, you know their name. Instead, um, you've got you know what 700 or 600 people that you don't know at all, mostly, and uh, some of them don't even belong up there. So, um, a lot more people, a lot more pressure, 
and uh, and sometimes a lot less fun. So we, we got the definitely got the, the good end of the stick between uh, New Jersey and Chicago. Oh, ab- absolutely. And, you know, to be able to have all of pretty much, you know, uh, such a wide range of the female divisions. You know, I know there wasn't bikini and there wasn't fitness. But I think when you have something like bodybuilding and physique and figure um, all at a show, a lot of times it gives new fans and, um, you know, kind of just the friends and family of the competitors. It was a pro-am, so obviously you had the, the friends and family of the amateurs there as well. Um, it gives them maybe a little better of an idea of where the, the line is drawn. And I know sometimes it's fuzzy for us, but it gives them a little more, you know, uh, realization on the definitive differences between all of these different divisions because you know they think oh you're going into a bodybuilding show if you're a figure competitor or are you a female bodybuilder no and you try to explain it and it's really difficult to explain so I think it's cool when you have a show like this um, with a good turnout with a great venue and you've got you know enough women doing it that I don't know it shows a little bit more um, explanation maybe on what the sport really is especially from the women's point of view um, because the fans can really see the differences between you know all the different types of physique so i don't know i had a great time and usually you know we don't uh, go out on the weekend so this was a fun field busy weekend it took us a couple days to recover and we didn't even drink or party hard <laughs> i think it was just stress and working and being busy but uh, i had a really good time so i know like you said we'll, we'll talk more about the uh, chicago pro show later but i definitely did want to say uh, uh thank you to everyone who gave me shout outs as well so thank cool. you Cool. Um, so, first story on our list is Keith Williams Pro Car Drama. And um, I, I got to be honest, I've been seeing this, uh, a lot of this stuff on the internet about uh, Keith Williams getting his Pro Card in a uh, less than honorable fashion. And uh, it's kind of, to be honest with you, it's, it kind of pisses me off, Christina. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain why. To anybody who doesn't know, Keith Williams has tried to get his Pro Card six, six occasions he's been second place. He's tried he's tried more than that. But in six, six separate occasions, he's got second place as a super heavyweight and never got his pro card, getting beat by some really, really good bodybuilders in the process. But um, he's been a bridesmaid a bunch of times. So Keith is now, um, I'm not exactly sure how old he is, but he's over hes over 35. I think he's 37 or 38. And um, as of last year, they started giving away a pro card at Team Universe for the over 35. And um, last year, Derlin Castro got the pro card there. Um somebody who's also been trying for quite a while who never got his pro card and uh, people get thrown off and have gotten thrown off because team universe is um, a tested show. And uh, you want to, Christina, before we get further into Keith's drama, you want to explain the difference between a, uh, a, a tested show and a, and a natural show? Um, well, at, at team universe, for example, I believe, and you can definitely correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it is the, the, um, the master's class. I don't believe gets, tested um, right, usually right. they no, do I don't, I don't even want to get into that yet. Oh, but to, yes. to explain the, the the rest of the show oh that it's um you know technically well did you say it was the difference between a tested show and a natural show right right there's a big difference a big distinction between team universe is a tested show it is not an all-natural show you you want you can you can you explain it do you know what i'm talking about yeah i i was just a little bit confused with uh, the terms you were using um as far as you know at team universe i'm saying for example um they do testing so if you do win your class you are drug tested in the right. sense of you know not every single person that walks in is drug tested um for anabolics or diuretics or whatever whatever you know your your, your fancy 
crazy. Um, but if you win your class, um, you end up do you do have to take a urinalysis, I believe. I'm not. I don't believe at this at those shows you do polygraph. Um, sometimes at natural shows, for example, like local natural shows, whenever you go in, you have to do a polygraph beforehand. Then sometimes if you win, you have to do um, a drug test, like a urinalysis. Um, but at Team U, if you win your class you you are drug tested then is that kind of what you were wanting me to explain yeah, yeah basically ba- that basically sums it up i was trying to keep it pretty simple the, the simplest way i could put it is that these people are not all natural and it's no secret that most of them are taking something and they stop in time for the test to come out negative um, now that I'm not saying everybody's like that but a good portion of these people if you look at them um, some of them are very impressive and um, especially the women bodybuilders in the past um, you know, it's just basically the, the deal is if you come up positive, you don't get uh, you don't get the win, but also you don't get to go to world uh, the world championships, which is a big deal because the world championships is also tested. Um, although I can almost certainly say that nobody <laughs> or very few people who are at the world championships are natural, very very few. Um, so in other words, you get all the European guys and all the uh, the Arab guys that you've seen. Um, that are not IFBB pros yet, that you've probably seen on the internet pictures where you're like, holy shit, look at this guy. Well, they're not necessarily natural. I'm not saying that everybody isn't natural because I'm sure there are exceptions, exceptions to every rule. But I would say 90% of the guys you see at world championships are not natural. They have not been natural for five years, 10 years, or a lifetime natural. They're, most of them have taken something that's uh, fast acting that they can stop and know for sure that they're able to pass the drug test. Same thing with diuretics. There are diuretics out there that, that you can take um, that will not be found in the drug te- in the drug test that they use. So. Yeah, the the point at you know Team Universe is not that you are a lifelong no. natural athlete. No, you're um, natural when you when you compete. That's correct. The correct. You 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 don't necessarily have to prove that you have been you know you, lifelong. You're not taking any, any anabolics. It's just um, whenever you do the drug test, it shows that you are currently. In your blood, you know, in your urine, there is no um, anabolics. There are no um, illegal um, enhancements, nothing like that. Um, And if there is, then yes, then you do not get the win and you're not able to compete at the world. So if you're, you know, able to clean it out of your system in a matter of three, four weeks and you're able to pass the drug test, then... You pass the drug test. Um, they don't ask you, you know, how long you've been clean and uh, since when, you know, was your was your last, you know, uh, this or that. They don't they don't care about that. It's um, you know, as long as you come up clean at the drug test, that's what matters. Exactly. So, um, let's go to Keith Williams now. That I just wanted to set that aside as a fact that people should know. Now, the master's class giving a pro card. Um, this is a new thing, as I said. And the master's class, since there is no master's class at world championships, there is no drug testing at Team Universe for the master's. So it doesn't matter if you win, um, you will not be drug tested. It is, this is not something that they advertise um, because that's like bad. Ad, that's like a bad thing to advertise. Because basically what you're saying is, okay, master's guys, you guys can take drugs. Okay. And the NPC is not not about that. You know what I mean? They're not going to, they're not going to advertise that fact, but it is well known. And Keith Williams will not, if I have him on here right now, he's not going to tell anybody that he's natural. He's not going to lie to you. He's not going to say, Hey, I'm natural or that I wasn't even natural for the show because he knew better. So did he, um, take an easier way out than going to USA's? Sure. But did he do, uh, did he do what was required? He played by the rules and he got his pro card. Um, if anybody, you know, has uh, paid his dues. It's Keith Williams. 
And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm personally am happy for him. I know some other people out there. I saw Chad Nichols said on uh, Pro Bodybuilding Weekly that he thought it was a chicken shit way to get your pro card. And uh, you know, I, I I can understand why he would say that, but I but I just I disagree. Any of these other guys who were over 35 could have done this too. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. You know, I'm not going to say I agree or disagree with, you know, this decision, but it, it's an equal opportunity class. You know, if you were over 35, you can compete yeah. in Masters. It's the same thing with, you know, with Gail Auerbach. I'm, I'm having her on the show this week for Muscle Girls. She turned pro this last weekend as a female bodybuilder in the master's class. Sure. And, you know, it, it's one of those things, you know, she even said, you know, she was natural for, you know, getting ready for this competition. She, you know, she, she made that decision, even though she was not tested because she was also competing in the open. Um, you know, if you're also competing in the open, you have to know that, okay, then you are actually going to be tested. So if he were to compete in both and win both, yeah, he would be drug tested. However, anybody over 35 who's done any national level show could have gone into Team U and competed in the Masters division. It doesn't matter who you are. So I, I, I think, you know, if you've got this goal of turning pro and this is the way you're going to do it, and like you said, when he's tried six six times now um, and been placed second so many times, this is almost a guaranteed way that he wasn't going to be placed second. So, you know, you think, would I have done the same thing? I don't know. I, I probably would have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, like, it's he's not cheating she didn't cheat you know no and, and uh like 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 you said like we both said if you were a master's guy or a master's girl and you wanted your pro card um and you've been trying a long time or even you have this is your first year if you're over 35 this class was created for you you know it's not cheating it's not less it's it's there it's it's the rules you know what i mean um could could would it have been a bigger, more substantial win if Keith were to win the overall at USA's? Absolutely. But you know what? Sometimes that's a bad strategic move. There's a lot of really good guys in that class. And if Keith would have called me and said, should I have done this? I would have said, absolutely. Because nobody gives a fuck where you get your pro card. Three years from now, if he's competing in the Olympia, nobody's going to say, hey, Keith, where did you get your pro card? That was a sure. pussy move. You know? Sure. It doesn't matter at that point. Well, and as long as he came in and he looked good, um, it's not as if he jumped into Masters and then didn't work as hard, you know, didn't look as great. Um, maybe he, you know, shouldn't have won, but they went and gave it to him anyway. Or he looked like he was on so many drugs. You know what I mean? If it was so obvious, um, that's different. But, you know, he had every everyone else had the same opportunity for him. And I, I'm not going to say he worked any less hard right. um, just because you know, he was or wasn't natural, whatever the case is, it doesn't mean he worked any less hard than the guy who took second, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's move on to the next uh, next subject. I think we said enough about that. I actually thought about writing, if I wasn't so busy with other stuff right now, I would. I was thinking of writing a, a, uh, a muscle news instead of a muscle gossip on this. There's so much talk. If you go to all the boards, there's so much talk about Keith Williams and him being a pussy and stuff like that. It, 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 every time I see it, it aggravates me. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, Danielle, let me see if I can get her right name right. Danielle Barhanero. I'm sure that's wrong. Um, you, maybe you could spell it. This is the last name. B-E-J-A-R-A-N-O. Uh, Baharno. Baharno. Okay, good job. So I knew you could do it. You're welcome. Um, so she has uh, let me know. Backstage at the Chicago show, which is interesting. I, I just kind of ran into her. Um, she came up to me and said, just so you know, the Phoenix Pro is back on in September. And um, I did not know that that, that, that was going to be happening. You know, this is Stryker Solomon's show, and obviously uh, Danielle works with Stryker. 
And um, I did not know September 1st, the Phoenix Pro Show is um, back on the schedule and it is happening. Were you aware of that? I, you know, I think I kind of heard something, um, but I wasn't 100% sure if they were talking about September, if they were talking about February, um, because there are two, you know, pro shows in in Phoenix. So um, I kind of heard the uh, rumblings, but I didn't know for sure until just now. So I'm excited. Yeah. Um, what's the uh, what's the date on that? Do you know? September 1st. September 1st, okay. It's a one-day show. I do not think that I will be going because Darielle will be um, having the baby, or she's due on the 7th. Okay. So I know that they wanted me to go. Um, may, I guess it's <laughs> – I don't know if I should try to push this through Be Darielle. careful. Be careful, Aaron. I, I could technically go for one day and come back, but we'll see. I don't know. I've, I've kind of well, – I've got so much stuff after the baby comes, you know, with India and all the other in the Olympia and everything else. So I don't know. Um, so anyway, yeah, the, they're having uh, figure bikini and men's bodybuilding open, which is very uh-huh. interesting. Uh, I was excited to see that. Uh, it'll be a big show. I'm sure with the, with those three, those are, I guess those are the three basic divisions these days, figure bikini men's men's open. Obviously, as we talked about before, this is a, a costly show because men's open. The sanction fee is 10,000 yes. bikini, 5,000 figure, 5,000. So this is an expensive show to put on. Uh, as you've seen, you've been to striker show before, right? Yeah. I, um, I competed at, yeah, right, uh, the show. Right, That's right. I qualified right. for the Olympia last year. It's a good show. Um, and it's, it's very nice. The only, the only thing is, you know, it's just so damn hot in Phoenix. That's <laughs> the only, it's the only thing. Um, you know, it's, it's a great show. And I think having open, having bikini, I mean, like you said, those tend to be the two, one of the, or two of the biggest, uh, crowd drawers, if you will, crowd. What's yeah. the, I can't think of the right word. Crowd bringers, bringer uppers. Crowd. Sure. Crowd, what's the word? Um, pleasers. Crowd pleasers, yeah, crowd pleasers. Yeah, sure, they're crowd pleasers. So I think they bring out enough um, audience and enough ticket sales that, um, you know, I think it's a good move. I think I think it's a good show. Striker runs great shows, so I'm excited. Yeah. The uh, This is, again, at the Mesa, the uh, Mesa Art Center. This is um, right there uh, in Mesa, Arizona. Like, you've been there, obviously. That's where we've had all the shows. It's a very nice venue. The stage is always very nice. Um It'll be interesting to see as this as this show comes back. It's this is a good thing, and I know this is why uh, Danielle told me this and, and wanted me to put this out there, is because his biggest problem in the past, uh, last year especially, was that people didn't know if the show was really going to happen. And um, the fact that he's already paid his sanction fees, that it is on the IFBB Pro schedule, this will get more people to compete. And when you have more athletes competing, you have more people in the in the audience. Well, there was a lot of talk last time of people saying, is it going to happen? Is it not yeah. going to happen? And the I problem that happens is people don't send their contract in because they're afraid that they're going to start dieting for the show, that they're going to send their contract in, that they're going to book a flight and book a hotel, and suddenly the show's not going to happen. Right? Yeah. yeah. that's a, well, I mean, talk about a, a horrible scenario. Can you imagine that? Um, I mean, you can you can actually imagine yourself, but you don't diet that long. So imagine you were a male bodybuilder. Imagine you were with Mike, and Mike had died and that was the show he's planning on doing and then three weeks out two weeks out you hear that the show's not going to happen i mean that's like devastating oh 100 percent. i mean even though i don't diet that long even if you know, i've just booked a flight yeah 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 <laughs> and it's like wait a minute okay i know that i've died i've been dieting you know even if it's five six weeks whatever it is the fact that you've put this effort in you've told everyone you're competing and especially when it's that close to the olympia and at the time you're hoping for a top three finish to try to qualify right, right. um you know, and then you're trying to book your, you know, make make sure you can get to the Olympia. Yeah, you got to know the show's going to happen. If there's any inclination that it's not, people just aren't going to show up. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, 
the uh, the, the show, um, the accommodations. But you know what? You mentioned something interesting. The show is in September, so it's going to be pretty hot. Um, my only suggestion to Striker, if they're listening, I loved when the show was in uh, January or fe- was it January or February? I loved it. It was in- okay. yeah, that was great, man. The weather was nice there. It I, was, I believe there. I believe uh, there there will still be a show in February. Oh, good. Okay, good, good, good. I like that. I like that show. So this is the second show you're saying. I believe so. Yep. Great. Good for Striker, man. Good for Striker. Um, I, 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 you know, I'd love to attend it, but chances are I'll be overruled and I won't be going to this one. I'm gonna say it's a good overrule because if you try to piss her off this early in her, in, in in the baby baby coming sec- yeah. section, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I know, I know, don't I know. Don't do that. Be nice. Um, People tell me that when the baby comes, I'm not going to want to go to any shows anymore. You believe that, or you think that that's, in your opinion, you think that's? I think that's, you may want to cut it down. I think that you'll, you know, set, you'll you'll get pretty attached. I think, and um, you'll feel like you don't want to abandon. Not that you're abandoning, obviously, your wife and your baby, but I think you'll get pretty attached that you won't want to be gone as much. Or maybe you'll try to cut your trips a little shorter. You know, mm-hmm. try to leave leave a little later, come home a little earlier. I yeah. think, think you may want to cut it down a bit. We'll see. We'll see. I'm interested to see. Personally, I'm interested to see how that uh, how that goes because yeah. right now it's hard to imagine. Sure, sure. All right, let's talk about um, USA hype in full effect. And um, USA's are at the end of the month here in July and uh, in Vegas, as always. John Lindsay's show. Um, from what I understand, obviously the um, the entry fees are the entries are still coming in, uh, but from what I understand, he has already surpa- surpassed last year's entry fees as of right now. And it, as you know, people wait to the last minute for these type of things. So I can only imagine that that um, he Dave may be wrong again. Dave thought that. Um, I predicted that Junior Nationals would have been over 100 people more, competitors more, and it ended up being almost 200 people at Junior Nationals. And I predicted over 200 people more at USA's, and he didn't believe that either. So I'm, I bet that we're going to be uh, over the 700 number for this show at USA's. Oh, I definitely think you're right. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. that uh, that uh, this show is just growing. I mean, it, look at it. If Nationals is almost 1,000, then it makes sense that, that USA's will be in the 800 range. For sure. Um, they're giving away more pro cards than ever, right? Yeah, how many pro cards are they giving away now at uh, at USA's? Do you know? I don't know. I don't have the actual number, but I think they're it's uh, fifty something or sixty maybe even. Wow, fifty something. I don't know. They're giving away two. Uh, they're giving, what's the deal with the men? So that the men's is now every everybody gets one, right? Every class gets one, just like nationals. At USA, I don't. I don't think so. What is the deal with the men's? I know they added some, didn't they? Um, I don't know that they did for men's. This is something we'll have to figure out before the next show. I think they added them for women, but I, I don't think they added more pro cards for men. However, I know I, cause I think the only thing that changed for men was the first and second place at nationals. I don't think they're adding more at USA's. If anything, what they may do, um, cause you know what they give it to the overall, that's typically how it goes. Uh-huh. I think no, they no, may no. give USA's, it. USA's they get, um, they give away three or four, I believe, for men. Yeah, I I don't know. They may be giving away one more, but I thought it was I thought it was the same as uh, before. We'll look into yeah. that. We'll let you guys know. I thought for <laughs> some reason I thought that there was something they did. They added some to this. Uh, who knows? I guess we'll look. Uh, we'll we will know. Definitely we'll know as USA's approach. But really, what I want to talk about is some of the hype that is now uh, forming around some of the guys. You know, um, we'll start, we'll just list off a few. Usually it's super heavyweights, right? I mean, that's, those are the guys who are generally, if you're in shape and you're a super heavyweight, you're usually, chances are, the uh, USA champion. Then sure. uh, the first one I want to talk about is Nick Trigilli. Uh Already signed with Flex. Already has a very lucrative deal with Muscle Meds. Uh, 
I mean, uh, do you think that this guy is the favorite, or, or I mean, what have you heard about him? Yeah, I mean, I I guess so, um, because I don't really hear of any other names. I mean, I think a lot of people. Max you, Charles. How about Max Charles? Yeah, Ma- Max Charles. I guess. I mean, I'm just thinking back to you know Kuklo. Right. You know, um, last year that I feel like there was so much hype with him beforehand that you know when you don't see that you you think oh well, is he really a favorite going in or are people just talking about him um I, i'll say so i think max charles maybe a little bit more maybe people are talking about him a, a, a touch more um that maybe that's just from what i've heard and what i've read um but i think he's, he's pretty much a favorite going in the problem is is that you didn't see anything from anybody from junior nationals in the, the super heavyweights that really shocked anybody that would maybe continue on to USA's. Um, and, you know, sometimes you think that may happen. If you see someone at juniors, it's like, oh, okay, well, this guy may jump into USA's and, you know, really do some damage. We didn't really see that with the super heavies. So it's, there's no one really coming from that side to make any waves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Steve Kuklo, I think, is kind of a, almost an aberration because he he is such a phenomenon and he really could have got his pro card much earlier if um he would just have come in in shape you know the way that he should have sure because uh, he was so big and so young you know we don't have anybody that's that dominant but max charles a lot of people have been saying that max charles including uh justin harris um a friend of mine and uh, dave plumbos lives in uh, new york and, and kind of works with him saying that um that that Max Charles could be the best amateur of all time. I remember you uh, saying that. Yeah. Yeah. So that I mean, look, Justin. Uh, Justin knows bodybuilding. He's been involved in bodybuilding as long as Dave. So for him to say that, I'm very anxious to see him. He was second place at nationals in Miami, if you remember Max Charles, with considerably lagging legs behind his upper body. If he really brought those up, you know, he's got a really good shot. Hundred percent agree with you. I now, think when you've got when you've got those type of com- comments coming before your yeah. name or after your name, I mean that that says something. <laughs> I mean we've had some pretty unbelievable amateurs come through uh, come through uh, the MPC. You know what I mean? And everybody's come through basically. So to say that he's the best, if you were to put you know Flex Wheeler when he went got his pro card, uh, Chris Cormier, uh, uh, you know Evan Setapani, all these guys, uh, those are the, just some guys. You know, obviously everybody basically when they came through. And then you put up Max Charles, and Max Charles beats all of them. That's pretty, uh, pretty friggin' ridiculous. You know, that's, that's, saying, that's saying an awful lot. Yeah, yeah, that's saying an awful lot. So, um, we'll, we will see uh, what happens with that. Nick Trujillo seems to be set up as far as politically set up. You know, with the flex, with muscle, muscle meds, he's got a lot of people pushing him hard. Um, you know, and that's a lot of pressure. Also, you know, he's working with uh, Fakhri Mubarak. Right. And uh, he's definitely got. Uh, he moved back to the East Coast. He was in California uh, training at Gold's Gym, Venice Beach. And uh, moved back to uh, New Jersey. Uh, apparently, had a problem, with some kind of drama in the family. I'm not going to go into all that, but uh, he's. I don't know if that distracts you. You know, I would assume that something like that would be very distracting for your prep if you have an illness in the family. You know. Oh, a hundred percent. But at the same time, sometimes that gives you a little bit more motivation sure, um, to, to really push. Because we've seen that uh, several times that people have just gone through some really traumatic events and they come out on top. So I, I don't know. Maybe it could. Uh, you know, sometimes in that tragedy, you get a little more fire under your ass. So that, that could be the case, too, you know. Yeah. And then we got um, another uh, super heavyweight coming in, uh, Big John Ward out of California, uh, the big sexiest buddy who uh, I've, uh, um, you know, I've seen him at his very biggest in California when I went up there to visit PJ uh, before uh, before I left to go to Australia. John Ward was well over 300 pounds. Wow. Uh, 
And I got to be honest, he was a very fat over 300. I was going to say, is that, are we talking a good 300 pounds? No. Or are we talking a, you probably shouldn't be a 300, 300 pounds? <laughs> no, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, it was like that. I mean, Ch- he works with Chad Nichols. And okay. look, Chad is a great guy. And he is, um, I mean, he's, if I were going to get prepped by somebody, he'd be on close to the top of my list. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He, he definitely knows his shit. And uh, he's had a, a success, a history of success. So one of the things that Chad does do that I'm not a big fan of is he gets the guys really heavy in the off season. You know, it's kind of old school, you know, serious bulking. Sure. And, uh, and he had John do that. And I think John hit 320 or somewhere around there. And he did the same thing with Brian Yurski last year. And Brian ended up on stage at like 240-something. And um, he was absolutely peeled at 240 and, you know, arguably, um, you know, he did, I think he was third or fourth and he looked great. I mean, he was the, the, the most in shape super heavyweight basically mm-hmm. um, at nationals. So Chad did do great things with him. Now the same thing seems to be happening to John as far as like losing a lot of weight. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how this benefits him or hurts him um, gaining all of that weight and walking around at three, 23, whatever, you know what I mean? How, how that'll work out. I'm not sure personally that it makes a lot of sense to be 70 pounds, 60 pounds over your contest weight. I don't know how that will really benefit him because you got to diet super hard. You got to kill yourself. Then yeah, and Chad knows, how to, Chad knows how to get the guys in shape, which is, you know, the... You know, the catch-22, you know, uh, you, you don't know what the point is sometimes of being that size. However, you know, I don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes, you know, what, what these guys are doing and, and why they why they are needing to get so big and what the justification is. However, he gets them in shape. So, he yeah. needs to be that big. All right, fine. As long as you come in shape, I really don't care what you look like in the offseason. <laughs> you see in Kevin Jordan at... Uh, at- He's oh, yeah. Chad also. The difference for me with Chad, Kevin Jordan and uh, and um, Big John Ward is that that Kevin still looks like a bodybuilder. You know what I mean? He still looks he looks huge, but he doesn't look like fat. Like he's not like fat, fat. You know. Sure. Whereas John, John, um, I don't know. Maybe he needed a little more, a few more years to get that to that heavy that high because he's tall. I mean, he could be three hundred pounds in the off season and not be fat. But I just think it may take a few more years. Um, do you ever see Kevin Jordan working out? And because you guys were both Illinois, you know, Chicago people. No, he lives a little bit more in the west suburbs or a little northwest. Um, every once in a while, we'll uh, you know bump into him at a show. And I, I I've trained a couple of times at the gym that he trains at. We're actually trying to head over there a little bit more often, so we may run into him. A little often, more often. The last time I saw him was at one of our um, our state shows. That was in May, I believe, uh, the first of May. And um, I mean, he 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 puffs up a little bit in the off season. You know, he he looks he he's he's big. He's big, yeah. He's really big. I mean, he is really big. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, that's the thing is that. The bad thing with, um, I mean, look, I'm not Chad Nichols, but not, nor do I claim to be, so I can only speculate. But to me, that may work with some people. You know, it worked well with Dorian Yates, obviously. Uh, it worked well with a lot of guys. Um, but um, I don't think that that system would work well for everybody, you know? So we'll see how that ends up working for, like, it may work great for uh, Kevin Jordan. We'll see how it works for uh, Big John uh, at the end of this month. Absolutely, for sure. Um, quick, uh, let's talk about the a few heavyweights. Um Rob Ewells, uh, third place at Nationals. We'll be doing the USA's, I guess. I would assume he has got to be one of the favorites with Brad Rowe. Uh, Brad Rowe chains with uh, Chris Cormier. I spoke to Chris for like an hour last night, and he was telling me how much Brad has improved and come up and stuff. So, you know, um, that will be uh, very interesting to see how uh, Brad looks. Brad was also, uh, what, he was second place, I think, 
at the at the USA's. A lot of people said that that heavyweight class at the USA's may have been the weakest heavyweight class of all time. So I heard um, people saying that too. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see um, how these two guys fare at the USA's. If guys come out of nowhere, I know this guy. I believe John Meadows. I think he is a heavyweight. The guy known for the mountain dog training. I've seen some pictures of him. He looks pretty freaking freaky. Okay. Um, there's some other guy. Obviously, PJ Braun will be doing the heavyweight class. Oh, that's I, right. I forgot about that. How did and, I forget about that? <laughs> yeah, and PJ has is looking way, 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 way better. Um, way, 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 way better since um, the last uh, show where he did the California show and looked. It was pretty dismal. So um, you know. I don't know what what PJ what PJ would consider a win, but I would assume that PJ would think that he could beat Brad, um, Rob Ewells, who is um, a very I mean I don't know what he weighed in, but he looks like a very very small heavyweight. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. All right, Christina, why don't we go to a commercial break? We'll come back, talk about Chicago, and I'll play those interviews. Sounds good. Myotropics Physique Nutrition is the most exciting supplement company to come along in decades. That's because Myotropics isn't just another company. It's the brainchild of iconic metabolic expert, Dr. Scott Connolly, the inventor of the original body recomposition product that changed the industry and allowed millions of people to get in the best shape of their life. And CEO Vince Andrich, author of the groundbreaking Physique Athlete Guide. Myotropics flagship product, Physique 2.0, contains their exclusive Meta Effects Amino CD protein compound that maximizes whole body protein economy. Your personal linchpin for gaining and retaining the most muscle while also shedding maximum body fat. Plus, Physique 2.0 contains the world's first legitimate fat-burning carbohydrate, Meta Effects FAO-CHO, for full hard muscle and increased fat burn. If you live to develop the ultimate physique, go with Myotropics, real people that live to develop physique nutrition. Go to Myotropics.com. It's your body. It's your art. Master it. Myotropics.com. P28 High Protein Bread is the official bread of RX Muscle. Are you looking to incorporate more protein into your meals or just want to enjoy bread again? Then look no further. Try the 100% natural P28 High Protein Bread. P28 High Protein Bread is a formulated revolutionary breakthrough product. Packed with whey protein isolate, 14 grams of protein per slice, 12 grams of carbs, 8 essential amino acids, and made with 100% whole wheat. Fear bread no more. Build a better body with P28. Order today at highproteinbread.com. P28 is also now available at bodybuilding.com and many other retailers. Order now, highproteinbread.com. P28 Bread, RX Muscle approved. So are you from Australia, paying far too much for supplements with the inflating whey and amino prices? Why not check out the all-new RX Muscle Australia for the latest Australian and worldwide content and coverage. While you're there, check out Bulk Nutrient Supplement Store, the official supplement store for RX Muscle Australia. You can visit Bulk Nutrients at bulknutrients.com.au, your one-stop shop. And also check out the all-new rxmuscle.com.au. RX Muscle Australia, the truth in Australia. And bodybuilding. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics. Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostane RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're 
you're missing, visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up-to-the-minute news, and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows, including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, Rx Muscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding. And Christina, we're moving right on to what uh, the events that transpired uh, in Chicago, actually Rosemont, Illinois, uh, at the Crown Plaza Hotel uh, last weekend. Me, you, uh, Darielle, and uh, Mike were all there in attendance. And um, I have to say that uh, it was a good show. We had, we, I had a good time. And uh, I love that it was all in the same hotel. That made it very easy. Kind of the same setup for anyone who's been to Junior Nationals. Um, yeah. Venue, um, host hotel, all in the same spot. Good location right by the um, airports. And I know that you know, we were kind of talking with Tim Gardner about you know, if he'd ever bring, a, bring another show uh, to Chicago or if we're going to do it next year. And I, um, I know there's word of maybe moving it downtown, which would actually be really cool because there's a lot of great spots down in the city. That would be and, awesome. And, um, you know, I... As much as a great venue and a great spot that this was, um, if you've been to the St. Louis Pros, kind of similar where the vendors are kind of in the back of the hall. I think that's a great setup. Uh, but to have it downtown would be super cool. So I'm, uh, you know, put my put my two cents into Tim, and I told him that'd be a good idea. So I'm hoping that's where the plan is for possibly next year for it to be. Well, he he did say that the show will definitely be back next year. So that is um that is a cool thing. And if we could get it downtown, man, that would be awesome. That would be oh, great. Yeah. That would make it really really cool. Um. Because I, obviously I see Rosemont enough, you know. So you're done. Uh, you're done with Rosemont, Aaron. I'm done. Well, I'm probably not done, but uh, I, I feel done with Rosemont. Uh, <laughs> there you so go. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think that um, that the uh, junior nationals level will, will ever ever move out of there. But no. I would like to see Tim's show move out. Of you there. talk. You talk to a lot of people at uh, the Chicago show. I know with all of the um, competitors. I mean, while there weren't any big big names, there were quite a few people. So we got a lot of it, little interviews. Yeah. Yeah, we sure do. Um, and um, basically, how we're going to do this, Christina, is I got three interviews, and we're going to play them back to back. And after we're done, me and you will be back to talk about them a little bit and end the show. So, the first on our list is Fred Smalls, Fred Biggie Smalls. This was actually done. I, I should give you a little more information. This was done at the Meet the Athletes or Meet the Pros, uh, which Tim Gardner is is well known for his press conference at the Tampa Pro Show, which is really neat. Uh, they always do a real like press conference, press conference. You get to ask athletes questions, and usually. Um, uh, they always look to me to stand up and ask questions, which is sometimes fun, sometimes a little intimidating because you gotta. I have to think of stuff to ask. But at this one, it was a little different. They had all these tables lined up in front of the our chairs, like the the media people and the fans and stuff. And they had all these tables, and, and each they had two athletes at each table, and obviously they had a shitload of tables because they had a lot of athletes. And um, basically, what Tim did was he made the um, the weigh-ins and getting the numbers and everything, hitting your music and uh, like an event. And then when it was over, all the um, uh, fans, media people, etc., got to go up to the tables and talk to their favorite athletes and kind of interact. And I was actually surprised at how many people took advantage of that because sometimes when you when it's just you know, when a fan has an opportunity to walk up to an athlete that they admire or like and talk to them, sometimes that can be intimidating, you know, especially if it's if it's a very limited um, 
amount of people and it was you know there was probably 150 people there and there's 74 athletes so basically you have an opportunity to one-on-one talk to basically any any athlete that's competing that you'd like to well like um, you said a lot of times they may feel pretty intimidated by sure, that um sure. but it's different maybe at the olympia because they're you're already you know inundated with so many top pros so many people it's an experience in and of itself and when it's on a smaller scale like that you may feel a little intimidated but i think those type of events are great for the yeah. fans. People love them. It makes the pros um, a little less kind of like celebrities and a little more like approachable, normal people, which is really what they are. And I think fans can appreciate that a lot more um, than them just, you know, sitting, uh, you know, be- behind stage and then leaving right after the competition Absolutely. personally. Uh- Absolutely, absolutely. So I thought that was a really neat thing. So what I did was I took advantage of this time to break out my iPhone and start doing some mini uh, interviews um, of these athletes before the show. Now, keep in mind, obviously, we now know the results of the show, and we'll talk about that afterwards. But here are the, here are the interviews. We'll start with Fred Smalls, um, who, incidentally, I couldn't get uh, to do a video interview after. He waited for a minute, and because there were so many people online to do interviews, he jetted. Uh, so I didn't get to do a post-show interview with Fred, so this will be all you get to hear from him on RX. Um, next on our list is uh, Melissa DeBernardo, uh, the IFBB Women's Physique Pro. And third on our list is Michelle Cummings, IFBB bodybuilder, female bodybuilder. So uh, let's play those interviews, Christina, and we'll be back in about 15 minutes. Cool. All right, I am standing here, or really sitting here, with uh, IFBB Pro Fred Smalls uh, at the Meet the Pros at uh, in Chicago, Illinois, and Rose, Rosemont, Illinois, actually, at the Wings of Strength Contest. Um, Fred, before we even get started, this is a this is an interesting setup here, huh? We had you guys sitting at uh, dozens of tables. You're, you're luckily in the front. Uh, what do you think of this? Kind of like a, uh, I guess it's an unusual meet the bros, huh? Yeah, I mean, you kind of give like that Olympia feel without being at the Olympia, you know. It's, uh, but everyone told me that a Tim Gardner show is amazing and he takes care of the athletes, so I was excited to do it. Yeah, Tim Tim does, in, I, of course, this is the first uh, time he's done this one in, in Chicago, but at Tampa they always have a, a, a press conference similar to this and everything, so I was excited. I'm always, of course, I always like this type of thing. So last week uh, you did uh, the Hartford, Connecticut, Europa show. Um, I thought you looked looked really, really. I mean, very improved. Give me your feelings about um, how you did, and when you walked away from the show, your your feelings. Um, I felt like I let a show that I had in my grasp slip away. Um, I think um, if I had a timed what I looked like Saturday night on Friday, we wouldn't. This conversation would be different. Um, but can't worry about that. I uh, made the necessary improvements for this week. And um, I'm excited to show what I got on stage uh, tomorrow. Okay, so since you, since you brought it up, what was what happened uh, between the night and the next day? How did how did your body change? What do you now that you're you're away from it? When you look back, what did you do wrong, or where did you go wrong? Um, I think we we you know I stopped the food too early on Friday because um, <clears throat> it wasn't a matter of being tight, you know. Because the next day, I mean, you can't improve that much if you don't if you have body fat to lose, right? So. The next day, we just ate more going into it, and, and it and it paid dividends. So you were just flat, basically. Yeah. Yep. So now, knowing that, um, are you keeping your carbs higher uh, as of right now? Or are you still high instead of like lowing, slowing it down? Um, actually, we started loading a little slower this time, um, so that I don't spill. Um, and uh, we're, I think we're going to be more aggressive going in until tomorrow. But so far, just kind of, you know, we depleted extremely hard this week. So. Uh, trying to rush it, I think, would have been a mistake. So I, I'm loving the way I'm looking right now. I just want to keep bringing it. Up. I mean, if I could step on stage like this, it would be awesome. 
really well. I know uh, George, your, your coach here, George Fair, is extremely confident, and he told me that this is by far the best package we've seen uh, from Fred Smalls, and it sounds like you agree with that, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I love George, man. He's always there for me, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, we always work together to get it right, so um, I'm, I'm very confident. Well, uh, Fred, I'll be rooting for you. And uh, Fred, one of the very good guys in, uh, in the sport. So looking forward to seeing you tomorrow, Fred. Hi, I'm Melissa DiBernardo. Uh, we're here in Chicago for the 2012 Wings of Strength Pro. Uh, I This is my second pro show for the year. I got my pro card in women's physique in, uh, in Miami in Nationals last year. And I made my pro debut in New York at the New York Pro last month, where I placed seventh out of 30 girls. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about women's physique. Every competitor I talk to has a different outlook on the division, um, where they think it's going, where they're, what they're doing to um, fit the criteria. So when you look at women's physique and where it's gone, what are you doing to try to fit to the criteria, and what do you see the criteria as being? Well, they have made it very clear that they want it with figure with more muscle and not bodybuilding with less muscle. So for New York, that's what I tried to do. I, I thought I brought a look that was closer to figure than certainly than, than bodybuilding. A little bit softer. I didn't train my legs for like two months before New York. And ironically, my feedback was to bring my quads up <laughs> after, after New York. And obviously there they went for a little bit more of a muscular, a little bit of a harder look, which was actually what I had hoped that the division would be. So we made some changes in, in seven weeks between New York and, and Chicago. Uh, I started training legs again. I increased my training volume, increased the weights. Uh, you know, we were kind of holding back on my training quite a bit for New York. And uh, PJ said I could let the little monster loose in the gym, so I did. <laughs> so okay, um, the, what is the what, what? What everybody's different, right? When you go to a show, everybody wants to win. Nobody competes in a show to, to get to not win. But what? Considering you got seventh in the last one, um, what is the goal here? What would be uh, considered a victory to you? Um. Well, you can be honest. Don't don't be politically correct. If it's to win, you can say to win. <laughs> it's to win, but I also have to be realistic. The division's still evolving, and there's a lot of uncertainties about what the, the look is that they want. So, honestly, if I if I place top three, I'll be ecstatic. I'll, I'll really be ecstatic. So, top three, but really, let's be serious. I want to win. <laughs> uh, of course. Good. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. So, um, you got this. Will be your second show. Are you planning on doing another show this year? Or, no, or I mean, let's just say, regardless of the outcome, is there another show in your future for 2012? No, I don't have the time to take off from my job. <laughs> so this is it. I uh, this is it for me until next year. I was really hoping there was going to be an Arnold, and I could start diet, use that, and start dieting again at the end of the year. But it sounds like it's not going to be at the Arnold. So yeah, I'm I'm done for this year. Uh, that'll be it. So. Tell us a little bit about your job. I know you have a job type job. <laughs> a job type job. Well, you know what I mean. You know, you're not you're not uh, training occasional clients in the city or something like that. No, uh, I am a probation officer. I work uh, in our house arrest unit, 
So everybody I supervise has those fun little bracelets on their ankles. See, that sounds like a job to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, I do a lot of, a lot of, all my work is field work. I'm in the car for 12 hours a day. So that means I eat cold fish and asparagus. It means I am in and out, trucking up and down flights of stairs to people's houses. We do warrants a lot too. So I'm, you know, I got to kind of be on top of my game. So... Do you meet, like, doing that, do you meet a lot of, like, well, obviously you meet a lot of criminals. Do you meet a lot of, like, are they a lot, do you deal with, like, assholes on a daily basis? I mean, I would imagine you do, but... You know, I don't know if some of them are listening to this right now, so... You could say, so, so, without you saying it, of course, in any job, some of them are assholes. It just seems like in yours, you deal with more than, than most, right? I deal with some not-so-nice people all the time who, yeah... They're just not nice. Have you ever had any incidents like uh, where you deal with like a violent person or somebody that's like that goes a little nuts on you? Fortunately, I haven't really had anybody go too squirrely on me. You carry I, a gun? Yes. <laughs> you hope they're listening now. If they're listening, it's okay. <laughs> well, I don't want them to know because then they know what it's on me. Right. But yeah, I haven't had anybody go squirrely on me. I've chased a few drunk people though. I, I've chased a few people down. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting job for sure. It sounds like it. Well, uh, I know that I personally am rooting for you this weekend, so I hope you do very well. And uh, for for RX Muscle, we're out. All right, I'm here at the IFBB Pro Wings of Strength Show in Chicago, Illinois, and I'm sitting here with uh, last week's second place uh, in the Hartford, Connecticut show, uh, Michelle Cummings. Michelle, before we even get started with this show, tell us. How, what went through your mind and the feelings of having a, a, such a successful debut? Um, it was definitely a surprise, definitely more than I could ever, ever hope for, for, you know, your first pro show to come in second. So um, I get intimidated, obviously, by, you know, watching everyone else bump up and everyone is bigger than me uh -huh. and, you know, all that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, so wait, um, I got I to gotta stop you there. So backstage, when you're pumping up and you're looking at the other girls, it kind of it starts to, like, you're looking at them and you're looking at you and thinking what? I'm thinking everyone's bigger than me, and what am I doing here, kind of? And obviously, you know, I have something. Right, of course. I have a, a good balance, is what everyone says. I have a good balance, so I have to just keep that in mind and not get intimidated and just stay focused, is all. It just gets mental. Everyone gets mental when they when they uh, see everyone else. So, so okay, now that that happened, um, do you think you'll have those same feelings this time, or do you feel like that, that built some confidence inside of you that you obviously belong there? Um, I have a lot more confidence coming into this weekend. Obviously, you still obviously need to stay focused and all that. Um, but I'm definitely a little more confident, not as shaky. So I'm hoping it'll show in my posing a little bit. So you feel like when you're up there, you're but the nerve showed. I wouldn't have to show. So um, I definitely feel like the nerve showed in the posing. Um, Dave Palumbo and uh, Joel had said I look a little hesitant getting into my poses, so I try to change that. Going, you know, in the finals. Um, so I'm going to concentrate on that this time as well. And um, I always feel like uh, my leg shaking getting in, you know, the side chest and right. side side tricep poses. So right. I got to just work on that. So. Okay, so obviously a week is not a lot of time to, no. to change things. What is the goal for when you look at how you look then to how you look now? Is presentation the biggest thing you're going to change or was there some other things that you were able to alter? Um, mostly the posing and the presentation. Uh, hopefully come with a little tighter routine and uh, better posing, getting my poses a little quicker, more confident. There's not much, like you said, you could change in a week. Right. So just try and come in, you know, drier right. or, you know, just come in better or the same or better because... 
Well, the one thing that um, that I I know from just from listening to interviews and talking with Dave and you is that you really haven't been doing this that long. As far as like compared to, I mean, there are a lot of girls that you're going to be competing against that have been competing for 20 years. Uh, some of them longer than that. So the fact that you have done it such a short period of time, what does that say to you? Do you think? I mean, how far do you feel like you can go considering that you've done it so short a period of time? It definitely has been a really short period of time. Um, I've been NPC. Well, now. IFBB, but um, I've only competed in NPC for uh, three years, so this is my fourth, third year. For women's bodybuilding, that's un, like extremely short. <laughs> um, it definitely feels good. I feel, I guess, kind of lucky, I guess. Um, it tells me that I have the physique that the judges are looking for, that, you know, if you, what women's bodybuilding yeah. is looking yeah, for, absolutely. so it makes me feel a little more confident when we get on stage, makes me feel good. Um, hoping I can take it really far, um, qualify for Olympia this year, which is my first year being a pro, and then yeah. qualify and compete at Olympia would be huge. Yeah, it would be big. So, um, when you look down the road and you look at your physique and you look at, in your mind, everybody has a picture of how they would like to look. You know what I mean? When you look at you now to where you'd like to be in the future at some point, what do you feel like you need to improve? I don't want to get much bigger overall because I think it will ruin the package that I bring. Uh, my back needs a little more thickness to compete with the other girls and uh, maybe a little bit more sweep on my legs. But other than that, I don't really want to change too much more. I don't want to get much bigger. So. Well, there you go. Hopefully, uh, this week we'll see a win for Michelle Cummings. Thank you. Michelle, Aaron, Arx Muscle out. All right, Christina, we are back. And uh, let's start at the top. Fred Smalls. Fred uh, got second place. As you heard in the interview, his basically his goal was to come and win this show. He felt like he should have won uh, in Hartford and that he just messed up somewhere along the line in those last few days and depleting the water and everything. And I actually saw some pictures that he showed me, uh, or that uh, George Ferris showed me, of him uh, two days out from the show. And obviously, that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but he was pretty freaky. And I, I, we saw a little bit of how good Fred Smalls could be in Chicago, and he sure. was right up there. You know what I mean? It was. I don't think anybody would have been upset if Issa would have been second and Fred would have won. No, I, I think he did look quite a bit better than uh, than the. It was the week before, right? Hartford was the week before. Yeah, week before. Um, quite a bit, quite a bit better, quite a bit leaner. I mean, he he did what he needed to do for Chicago. It just so happens that so did Issa Obiad. He did the yeah. same thing. So when you've got two guys both coming off of a show, both coming off of decent placings, um, and just needing to tweak a few things, well. They both did what they were supposed supposed to do. So I think it could have kind of gone either way. Um, it's you know a bummer when you're going in and you're you really are hoping for a win, but then again everybody is, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, I, you know, Fred Smalls when he got his pro card, I was a fan of Fred the person, and Fred does great routines. He can dance like I mean, he's like Kai Green like almost. Kai does those kind of like ballet type moves you know he's moves kind of slow and has like a different kind of almost like a cat-like movement but fred can dance i mean fred can straight up dance <laughs> so i've always been, yeah he could jam <laughs> so i've always liked fred because uh, of his personality and i love to see him on stage but i've never been like a huge fan of his physique and that's no diss on on him as a bodybuilder or anything it's just some some you like it some you don't and for whatever reason what's ever going on with fred um Slowly but surely, I've started to like it. And he has actually turned into uh, a very aesthetic bodybuilder. Um, and when he's in shape and he's got enough muscle now that it's starting to really look good and he's putting stuff together. And uh, Fred has made a lot of progress in the last few years. Oh, for sure. You know, I think people are starting to take notice of him a little bit. I think they always did, but they're giving him kind of a second look now. They're kind yeah. of reevaluating him. Like, you know what? He actually is a really good bodybuilder, and, he, and, he, and he's got a good physique. Um, he's not necessarily one of those guys that walks in, you're like, wow, he has, you know, beautiful, aesthetically, you know, amazing physique, and he's got this teeny, teeny, tiny waist. and his be you know, it, It's not 
overly done, but you look at him a few more times, you're like, you know what? He, he really is a good bodybuilder, and he deserves placings like this. He really does. He is getting better. I mean, um, I, I don't know if it's the, the width he's putting on his shoulders or just coming into shape, but his waist is starting to look very small. Uh, not that it was ever big, but it's starting to look very small, and he's, he's very... Um, He's developed into a very round bodybuilder. So um, that roundness could take him very far. Next on our list um, was Melissa DeBernardo, who, um, you know, as you guys heard, her goal really was to win this show. And, um, you know, looking at her pictures beforehand, you know, she works with PJ Braun. I would have said that it's definitely possible, you know. And uh, in some of those shows earlier on this year, I think she would have won. But as this division continues to develop, um, they, and more and more girls that have different types of bodies and different shapes, it seems like the judges are, are, are kind of moving in more of the direction where they know where they're going. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I, I definitely had her in my top three pick, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, I knew, yeah, I, I had had her on Muscle Girls right before, um, you know, she she did Women's Physique when she, in the same show, she ended up turning pro. Because I had a feeling she was going to have that look that a lot you know, a, a lot of the judges would like. Um, like I mentioned on last week's show, she kind of has the Jillian Reville look with just a little bit of muscle. She kind of has longer, leaner lines. Right. And it seemed like, you know, at this show, when you look at Nola Trimble, who ended up winning, Nola put on, put on a little bit of muscle since the last time we saw her. Oh. And she has such beautiful shape and is so feminine that um that kind of overpowers sometimes the longer lines and of course you know nola does have very long beautiful lines um but when you got the whole i hate when people use package when you have the whole package together with for a woman meaning the hair and the suit and the makeup and you know the presentation you put all that into something it makes someone stunning when they walk on stage and that's kind of what happened with nola yep she, you know, she walked on stage and you didn't really notice anybody else. Um, and so with, with Melissa, I think she definitely did look better than the last time we saw her. Um, but I don't know, maybe the answer is to add a little bit more muscle now because yep. the girls that are winning are just a tad bit bigger. And I think she has room to move up. It's not like some of these girls who are just too big. Um, and they've got to try to scale down. Perfect example is, you know, Michaela Soto, who I think, you know, was probably the happiest one at the entire show taking third place. Second um, place. Second place. Second place. I'm sorry. Yeah, second place. I'm sorry. Um, she, when we did the interview, she was just about crying. Um, but when you now have women like her that are starting to move up and starting to be recognized, yeah, someone like Melissa, unfortunately, may have to add just a little bit more muscle, a little bit more, you know, round shape uh you know, to kind of get back up there again. Yeah. Melissa definitely, I think that's a problem that she doesn't mind having, you know, I think originally she was even concerned that they were really toning stuff down because she didn't want to be too big. And uh, now we can see what's going on here. And yeah, she was actually, if you look at the lineup, she actually looks a little skinny. And even Jennifer Robinson, who has been uh, on her way up seemingly has been on the top five in most all the shows she's done. She looks a little skinny now, um, right. you know, especially compared to Nola and uh, Michaela, you know, Michaela really just brought it in. This was the best Michaela we'd ever seen by far. And um, she looked great there up on stage. And um, she was rewarded for it. And actually, it's funny because I uh, commented on my uh, on my Twitter. 
I commented. Um, we were we did uh, something different at the uh, at uh, the Chicago Pro Show. We didn't do just our normal uh, rap uh, play by play. We also did everything on uh, Twitter as well. And, and John Hansen was in charge of that. But I I jumped in on everything, a little bit on everything. And so I, I commented after her routine and her being up on stage. This is the best Michaela Soto I've ever seen. I would have her very high, but I think that the judges will will not reward her because of the tattoos, hair, and the you know the rebel kind of attitude. And uh, and I guess uh, somebody, Isaac Hines or somebody, directed that quote to Lee Thompson. So after the show, he must have checked his Twitter, and he said, "See," he said, "We do the right thing. If she's the best, <laughs> looks the best ever. We reward her." I, I I gotta say, you know, when I was when I was talking with her, um, you know, she looks different than every other competitor. Not just Absolutely. women's physique. You know, she's kind of like the Larissa Reese almost, where she looks different, she's and a lot of people like that. She's got the short hair, she's got the tats. She's always been a little bit bigger, but I think what she did differently this time, and we, her and I talked about this, she really came out and didn't really care anymore. She wasn't trying to conform. You know, she was trying to, I think, always conform with her posing and her presentation on stage um, to try to be a little more girly, try to be a little more mainstream because she doesn't have a mainstream look. So she's trying to be mainstream with everything else. Um, she kind of threw that out the window. And if you were, if anyone that was at the show or saw the, the her her routine, she came out and looked like she was genuinely having an amazing time. Aceto said yeah. the same thing. She looked like she was genuinely having a great time on stage. And I think that alone. You know, is you know what she has an edgy look, but at the same time, she is just a fun-loving, crazy, spunky chick. Yeah. And I think with both of those things combined, you looked at her a little bit different than usual. And this is the real Michaela Soto, you know. And I think being being able to bring that to the stage, the same thing with Nola, again, is what sets some of these girls apart. That okay, they have a little more muscle. You know, what? we're going to reward that because everything else is just so perfect and in place you know, we can handle a little more muscle this time around, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. She was, uh, she impressed the hell out of me. So good for Michaela Soto. Um, last on our list is Michelle Cummings, second place in body women's bodybuilding in Hartford at her pro debut, third place here in Chicago. Um, you know, this is another one. She was, um, she was very worried. She was worried at this show. I think she was, although she had more confidence, I think she was concerned that, you know, the first show, right, you know, you, your debut is that good in a way, in a way it puts more pressure um, than ever because now you're like, oh, then you got another one a week later. You're like, oh, shit, I, you know, I don't want to get, you know, what happens if she plays sixth or seventh or eighth, you know, sure. then she's basically all that momentum and all that, that the awesomeness that comes with second place is basically gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know how that is. Imagine you, imagine you, uh, next show you go and you get second in bikini and the next one you get seventh you're like well the second really didn't even matter then because well, you know. sure, I, mean, I, I was sixth at my pro debut and i thought all right well i can't i can't i can't go down from here like, <laughs> yeah. i gotta make sure you keep you keep your momentum going um you know i made a comment on muscle girls that it, it when i was talking with gail auerbach that this this lineup for the girls i feel like they kept getting better and better and better as the girls kept coming out and i could see how she may have been a little bit worried um that while there wasn't a bunch of big huge names on the list you know you had Tazzy Colomb you had some of these girls who'd been you know obviously very popular and you had Monique Jones those type of girls um but as each one came on stage you thought wow this girl looks great yeah next one comes on stage like holy crap like ne never mind this one looks even 10 times better and it kept happening so I can't imagine especially when you're backstage and you're seeing these women starting you know to, to strip down getting ready to go on stage it's man these girls look really really good I really got my work cut out for me but 
she did a great job, and I, I don't think there was any doubt that she should have been up there um, t- taking a look at, at these women. It was tough competition, but I'd almost rather, you know, take a second, third, fourth, fifth place against great competition than win against some really weak competition. So um, I think I think it was a good placing. I think they put her where she, where she should have been, um, and she looked great, no doubt. I agree. I totally agree with that. And um, I guess that brings us to the end of Access Bodybuilding for this week, Christina. And uh, next week, I'll be at uh, Southern States this weekend uh, in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and I'll be moved, at least partially moved, to Boca. How about you? I will. Um, I don't think be doing anything of much of anything this morning, this weekend. I was going to say this morning, and it's like you know 4 p.m. So I don't really know what day it is either. Uh, we took the motorcycle out yesterday because it was a beautiful evening. So we went and drove. Uh, took took the bike out. So maybe this week we'll take the bike out again and relax and you know just uh, do nothing and have fun doing it. I think we're still recuperating from this uh, past weekend. So do you ever do you ever um, drive the bike or Mike? Oh, oh my God, no. No. <laughs> no, not allowed to drive the bike. No, no, no. I, I don't think Mike would ever want me to get my own bike so I could drive my own. And this bike is just too big. It's a, anybody who knows Harley. It's a Harley. It's got the you know the the hard bags on the side. It's a touring bike. You know, so it's it's a pretty big freaking bike. No way in hell. No. <laughs> but I look great on the back of it, so that's really all that matters, right? Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, all right, Christina. Uh, that's it for this week. Um, check Christine out at Muscle Girls. Check her show out, musclegirls.inc. And uh, what do you want to give your information, Christina? Yeah, you can email us, musclegirlsinc at rxmuscle.com. You can email me, Christina, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A at rxmuscle.com. Follow me on uh, Twitter, at sign Christina Vornich or at sign Muscle Girls Inc. Uh, this week, um, we will have Gail Auerbach on, Rx Girl uh, Editor-in-Chief and new IFBB Pro. And uh, that's how you get a hold of me. Very cool, Christina. So uh, for me... Just uh, email me, uh, Jubaka at rxmuscle.com, and uh, follow me at sign Aaron Sigerman on Twitter. And that is it for this week, Christina. Sounds good. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out.